Uh, part of that is that we wanted to represent, I don't know if this sounds silly, but we wanted to represent uh, US from swim run well. Mm-hmm. Um, and they you talk about like, oh, they have these races in the United States and uh, you know the, these, the, uh, the Boston Wet Sox do well at these races. Um, we definitely wanted to represent US swim run well. Welcome to the Low Tide Boys, a swim run podcast. I'm Chip. And I'm Chris. And this is episode 98 of the show. This week, yeah, no, yeah. Is the 98 cent store still around? The what? 98 cent store. I think it's 99 cents now. Inflation. Inflation. (laughs) Hashtag inflation. This week, we welcome back to the show Bronwyn and Greg Dirksen, a.k.a. the Dirksons, a.k.a. the Boston Wet Sox. They recently made American Swim Run History at Atala Malta, and they join us on the show to share their race report on their epic day. But first. Training update. So the update for this week is that there is no update. Hashtag offseason. Hashtag YOLO. Hashtag LFG again in mid-December. Yeah. So we're taking it easy. Unstructured for a bit. Unstructured training. Very nice. Uh, we even have the joint family vacations aligned. Yep. Tethered. TBD. <laughs> now to this week's triple threat shout outs. Yeah, we need to shout out three amazing human beings, our three new patrons on Patreon. Thank you, Sarah, Scott, and Brett for helping us keep the lights on. And as we mentioned last week, we have a special holiday gift for our patrons as a token of our gratitude that we'll be mailing out in a few weeks. We actually just got it in the mail mm-hmm. today when we're recording. I'm looking at it. And Them. it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm pretty stoked I'm on happy. it. And I think uh, I think people will like it. So, so thank you so much for helping us pay for hosting fees and all that stuff and for our sticker addictions. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Now for this week's Feats of Endurance. So this week's award goes to Jess Vanden Bush from Hamilton, Canada. She recently posted one of the best Strava titles we've ever seen. Also, with a 5K personal best that she accomplished during the race, title is, if I puke, I puke. (laughs) There's only one response to have for that is, hell yeah, strong work, Jess, way to go. Hopefully you didn't blow chunks, but if you did, then you did. Good on you. (laughs) If you want to be like Jess... And 300-plus cool Low Tide Boys people in our Strava club. Head on over to Strava, search Low Tide Boys, join the fun, give kudos, receive kudos, all that good stuff. It's off-season, so you'll probably see a little bit more, uh, some exciting, different uh, activities going around. Random stuff. Speaking of what's happening in the swim run world, on to this week in Swim Run. All right, so it's time to share all the news that we could find on the internet. Swim run season is winding down, but there's still some pretty cool events that took place over the weekend. Our friends at Swim Run Portugal hosted their Lagoa swim run, and the photos looked amazing. And we can't wait to get to Port- Portugal at some point to race one of Bruno's races one of these days. Um, now, to say that Hugo Tormento is on absolute fire since racing the Atala World Championship. Excuse me, Atala, the Swim Run World Championship, where he finished third with Matthew Poulan. You can hear that, all about that race on episode 92 of the show. It would be the understatement of the year. 
Since the World Championship, he won Attila Khan with Max Anderson. A few weeks later, he came in 11th in the, in the Quathlon World Championship. Two weeks after that, he won Attila Malta with Adriel Young. Adriel is also having what you can say is a legendary year in his own right with nine podiums, eight wins, and one second place in nine races this year. Mercy me. And then a week later, this past weekend, he won Swim Run Reunion, which is an island that's off the coast of Madagascar. If you didn't know where that was, I didn't know where that was, um, with, with Henneman Goulian. So, I mean, the dude's having an amazing year. And I will say I'm also having an amazing year because I've been predicting that Hugo was going to win all these races. You have been. So I've been, been your on pony I, this year. I've been on fire yes. because he's been on fire. So, Hugo, if you're listening, dude, crushing it, man. Um, in other news, if you're already planning your 2022 race calendar like we are, I want to give you the heads up that Swimmer and Costa Brava announced that next year's race will be on April 23rd and registration is open now. And over in the UK, Mad Hatter Sports opened registrations for their Hokey Cokey Swim Run, which is taking place on May 21st. Here in the US, Odyssey Swim Run will be announcing their 2022 race lineup real soon. So make sure you sign up for their newsletter and or follow them on all the socials for updates on that. That's it for this week. Be sure to tip us off if there's any news you'd like for us to share on the show. Now for Low Tide Boys updates. So we still have a handful of 50K download and 100th episode celebratory stickers left. You may have seen some of these floating around on the socials. So if you get one of these stickers, tag us so we can spread the love. Yeah. Guess what? Stickers are free. Just head on over to lowtideboys.com slash stickers. Fill out a very simple form there, and we'll put some Low Tide love in the mail for you. Anywhere in the world. Anywhere. Anywhere. We got the stamps. We got stamps for all sorts of countries. We're ready to go. <laughs> we also have some new headwear, including hats and beanies arriving very soon. They will be here before the holidays. Don't you fret, but stay tuned for more updates on how to stay one. Just looking fitted fresh in low tide yeah. boys gear, but also a way to show your low tide pride this holiday season totally. and new year. It's getting chilly out there, too. Now, let's go to Malta with our friends, the Dirksons, Greg and Bronwyn. Yeah, I mean, what what can we say about them? They're just the best. We're lucky to have them come back on the show to share their historic experience at Atala Malta. Why is it historic, Chipper? Why is it historic, Chris? <laughs> I'm going to tell you. Okay. <laughs> Because they are the first American team to ever win an Attila race, which is amazing. The 15-year history of the sport, they won the first race. They are also the first team to ever podium in an Attila race, which happened at Isles of Scilly in 2019. They are great ambassadors for U.S. swim running and also happen to be the nicest and most generous athletes around. They've contributed to a bunch of our course preview shows. And whenever they dispense advice, we listen and we think you should too. Um, it's great to hear about their experience in Malta, and we think that everyone is really going to enjoy this interview and, you know, really get a sense of... of How spectacular the Dirksons yeah. are. Yeah. <clears throat> Additionally, our good friend Rasmus Ladonius uh, dropped the newest Attila Malta video, mm-hmm. which you could see, and the Dirksons are featured prominently yeah. throughout, yeah. Uh, and you see a little bit of... Bronwyn played this a little bit close to the chest in the show, mm, and then I saw mm. footage, and I'm like, "Same, hmm, same." Okay, I see how it is. Yeah, I see, I see. So they were they were in the race, uh, in the video. So be sure to check that out either before, or after, or during this interview, or just be like us and just have it on a constant loop. 
yeah. during work. <laughs> really trying to get Rasmus the da- you know the the down. Got to get those views. Yeah. Got to get, get those views. views up. Nice. Yeah. So enjoy the Dirksons. They're great. We love them. We think you do too. We're assuming you do too because there's nothing not to love. And enjoy this interview. I don't have anything. Yeah, well, I'm, off season, I'm out of Malta. It's off season. <laughs> there's no quips coming out of Tripper over here. <laughs> show we have bronwyn and greg aka the dirksons aka boston wet Sox. welcome to the show thanks guys we're super excited to be here yeah, yeah thanks we're, for having us yeah we're super happy to have you on the show mm-hmm. um you know i think it, before we really get into this i think it's worth everyone getting a little history of the dirksons on the podcast so they were on episode 15 that was their premiere. Full, their premiere, full yeah. full interview, and then we just kept peppering them for for content. So episode thirty eight at the Austin Course Preview, they hooked us up with some knowledge bombs. Episode seventy six, Casco Bay Course Preview. Episode ninety four, mm-hmm. Swim Run NC Course Preview. And there's even like a Greg, you know, I guess it's like a half appearance. Greg <laughs> showed up on the Orno X Gear Talk Show uh, on, on Untethered Thoughts, basically saying that we need more tether content, which we. Whenever the Dirksons speak, we we listen. Mm-hmm. So so we did that. Um, That's so true. so you guys we just, did a great job though, <laughs> doing that on the tether. That was awesome. Oh, We're thank you. And thank you. Uh, Greg's tip was maybe not smoke mirrored goggles. So I immediately yeah. checked my goggles after, and they were in fact blue mirrored. Yeah, and I uh, yeah I actually got clear goggles. Yeah, Chris on, like, on that yeah. advice. Greg pretty I much would... told me to get. These. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, heard, let's do it. So so I heard about that on your on your review podcast. I'm you. I'm very excited to hear how that went. What did you think? Uh, yeah, I mean it, it worked out great. I mean I guess I was so used to having very tinted goggles that uh, at first it was. Bright. I mean I used them in the pool just to kind of get used to it, and it was like wow, very I can super, see the bottom right. of the pool so well. It's crazy. It's crystal clear. Um, so, so that was cool, but this isn't about us. This is about you guys. So first of all, we have to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being so helpful with us. You guys have a ton of experience. So we just always really appreciate you guys being willing to help and sort of share your knowledge with the sort of greater swim run slash podcast listening community out there. So, so thank you so much for that. Um, of course, hopefully we haven't let anybody down a a bad path. Hey, that's how we feel every time. (laughs) Every time we're like, hey, we like after the race, we'll someone's like, hey, we listened to your advice and it worked out great. We're like, oh, thank oh, Jesus. Um, but <laughs> you guys, you guys, I promise I'm going to ask a question here at some point. But you guys essentially made history a couple of weeks ago at Atala Malta. U.S. swim run history. Yeah. So not only are you the first U.S. team ever to podium at an Atala race, which was at Isle of Scilly in um, 2019. 2019. You got mm-hmm. third in Catalina in 2020, and then just a few weeks ago, you won the mixed division at Atala Malta, which is super awesome. So congrats on that, and yeah, we just want to hear the whole story. <laughs> yeah, so we're happy to talk go. about it. Very like open-ended question. <laughs> yeah, we haven't recapped it even that much with ourselves. Um, we this normally do a, a bit of boredom. So. Um, yeah. But yeah, I feel like it's been, because it's actually, we were leaving for the airport about exactly a week ago at this point point to get back wow. on the plane mm-hmm. um so yeah, yeah that's right. it was, it's been a bit of a whirlwind yeah it was uh 3 a 3 a.m local time and like 9 30 p.m eastern standard time when we left malta <laughs> so that was quick end to that trip but no yeah. it was super fun that the race was um was beautiful 
And uh, I think the swims were the highlight for me. Maybe sure. we should save highlights for the end. We'll save yeah. highlights late for later. But yeah, okay. it was overall, it was uh, what we wanted out of the day. Yeah. Um, we definitely have some uh, critiques on ourselves hmm. that to work on. Um, I guess it's kind of you always do after a race. Sure. There's, so. a, there's always room for improvement. But But why don't you tell us, so... The decision to do Malta, was that really a response to Catalina being postponed? In the end, it was. So I so I've been I was thinking about that a little bit. It was both a really long time in the making and also it just happened very, very quickly. Um so last year it was our 10th anniversary, November 6th with our uh 2020 was our 10th anniversary. Oh, we had thought, yeah, you know, thank you. We had thought silver? a while ago that. Oh, hey, we'll do something fun. It's our 10th anniversary. Let's go someplace cool. And then nobody went anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) 2020. Um, So after that, we had said, you know what? We're going to have, we're going to substitute. 2020 was our 11th anniversary. 2021 is going to be our 10th. We're going to do something big for that. Uh, But we had kind of written off a European trip, I feel like, um, at that point. Just because everything kind of kept on getting canceled and pushed back. Mm -hmm. We really wanted to do silly uh, we are hope set on silly for 2021 and then that one got canceled. And um, so we were just looking for something kind of cool to do. Yeah. So, right. So we, we sort of had like that, that bug in our ear to, to do one, to do Malta and Malta, Malta and Khan were sort of high on the list just because they're high, high percentage swim races, mm-hmm, which. Mm-hmm. So then when Catalina, um, got postponed, that was sort of, I guess, like the last straw perhaps. Yeah. So we're like, well, if you will, yeah, let's just do it. Um, so. And so my younger sister, she lives in Brooklyn um, and her husband, and we needed somebody to come take care of her daughter because she's in kindergarten. Right. And we basically mm-hmm. said, hey, would this be possible? Could you could you come up and, and watch her for an, a long weekend? And they said basically any weekend except for the weekend of Khan. <laughs> um, <laughs> so so Malta was and we were very excited about that. I don't want to to make it sound like we would have rather done Khan in any way, shape, or form. And it turned out really well. Khan was a little too close, I think, to yeah, Orcas Island. It would have been, uh, been very tough to kind of recover uh, and do a quick build for Khan. So it, the timing actually worked out really perfectly for Malta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was, a, it was a great decision, I think. Super I mean, happy. I think in, in hindsight, it, it seemed, seemed like, like it really worked out really well for you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't necessarily think that we would have uh, won if we were going up against Victor and Desi. No, yeah, we sort of, right, yeah. Sabina and Alexis. Hey, that would have been. Hey, as, been. Uh, as, as a couple of, of you know, a couple jokers, of podium finishers here. Yeah, who came in second. <laughs> yeah. You know, you have to race who shows up, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, well, we, I mean, we did have some some very well-known uh, racers show up. Rep yeah. Martin, um, it was cool to meet Martin Flinta. Uh, mm-hmm. other, other guests we of like. We fangirled a little bit, I'm not going to yeah. lie. So, <laughs> Martin Flinta for, uh, for, maybe anybody who doesn't know him, he, he's one half of probably the best mixed team in swim run to date. I mean, uh, by time, the best mixed team in swim run history. Uh, so, Oh, no, Desi, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Desi and Victor. So Desi and Victor just after. broke he and Elena Urbanova's course record at Utile this year. Right, right. Nice but pronunciation, think- dude. Yeah. Okay. He works on it. Don't <laughs> yeah, worry. Practice. I look at myself in the mirror every morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's only a slight exaggeration. Um, but yeah, he, he and Martin Flinta and Elena um, are probably the probably still have more wins, I think, to their name. So 
but Des- he's yeah Victor and Desi just to make that clear yeah right <laughs> um so he's super super fast so that yeah. was pretty cool to like to meet him and um his partner Teresa they were very mm-hmm. very they were nice great. yeah so. yeah that's awesome. So, so, so you decide you're going to go, you did Orcas. What kind of build did you do? I mean, obviously you guys are super elite athletes. You got a so, lot of miles in the you bank. Know, there's, a lot, there's a lot of base in there, mm-hmm. but did you do anything specific to prep for that course? Not really. And we honestly didn't know that much about the course. We knew the percentage of swimming. We knew that it, uh, just based on the videos that it could be pretty choppy, which again mm-hmm. is, is, all to our strengths. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't really appreciate how much climbing there was going to be at Malta. Yeah, it wasn't any, you know, no long, uh, prolonged uphills like at like at Orcas or Catalina. Um, just like short, short little punchy things coming out of the mm-hmm. water. It's like Lots a, the worst. It's like, like a boat ramp or like something. Like death by wins. a thousand cuts type of thing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And just for a comparison. So my, I think my Strava is pretty accurate or my Garmin is pretty accurate. So my Garmin had um, Orcas at 3,900 feet of climbing, and it had Malta at 3,100 feet of climbing. Damn. Hmm. Okay. So it was it was a lot of climbing. Yeah, yeah that's uh, it's not for that. The one thing that we did do that was maybe a little bit different is that we, the three or four weeks leading into the race, we did a, Saturday mornings were like long swims. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We did two-hour um uh, pool swims to train get a lot of uh, miles on the on the arms gotcha yeah and that was a little bit in response to um we're not spring chickens anymore so uh <laughs> it's the end of the season so all those little you know kind of niggles that have uh built up over the season are starting to mm-hmm. rear their ugly heads in in uh running um so it was not as much volume i think because we really wanted to put in for the running so you're trying to make it up in the swimming gotcha yeah yeah, because this has about seventy five hundred meters of swimming. Pretty big. Yes. Pretty big day. Yeah. Out there. Yeah. It, it was. Yeah. And honestly, I think that the swim training that we had done really suited us well. Uh, it's it's getting colder up here, so the latter half uh, in between orcas um, and Malta was not in open water, mm-hmm. a lot in the pool. But it's still, it, the pool really seemed to surface pretty well. Sure, sure. And uh, what type of, so you you do like these two hour swim sets. Are you just doing super long pooey, pooey? That's buoy buoy and paddles. If it was one word, shorthand now. I just made a new swim run word. You got your pooey set up. Um, Was it, was it just like a lot of that or was still, you know, just like your usual. Greg comes up with the most boring workouts. I know he does. This this is true. (laughs) This is the known. most boring. I make it a little more interesting, uh, but it is a lot of, it's a lot of long pool sets. Um, and there's, I mean, essentially trying to last for like 8,000 yards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The, right. We ha- I have a parachute, so I'll do parachute swimming to like get used to the slower turnover. Um, slower turnover. Yeah. Um, when you're swimming with a tether, the turnover is a little bit slower. Oh, yeah? Bigger Why? paddles. No, no reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, butterfly is a good one. That might be a good training tip. Oh. Is um, doing like 50s. So I like to do 10, 10 50s free fly uh, to like work, work the shoulders and strength and then do like a long, a long pull set. And I feel like that's good for building up shoulder strength because you're, when you're in the pool, you don't have a wetsuit around your shoulder. Right, right. So then oh. when, you, when you get a wetsuit on, it's just a little bit more 
little more restriction, hold regardless on. of how. Like that. Hold on a second. I'm making a note. Learn, Learn how to do <laughs> butterfly. butterfly. Okay, yeah. got it. Me too. Put put plus just one. Just <laughs> big uh, a fan of the butterfly and long pools too. So yeah, oh, put cool. that one in the check next. That one. All right. So you felt all topped up from a training perspective. You had some monster, but you know, boring and. Uh, maniacal <laughs> swim sets in there. Hooey swims. Yeah. Hooey swims. You do, uh, how many days, so you flew out to Malta, you were only there for three or four days, it seemed like. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, fun fact, um, to get back into the United States after an international trip, you have to have, a, if you're vaccinated, it's a negative COVID test, 72 hours before you get back in the United States. So we actually did our COVID test at the airport when we landed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because we were there for less than 72 hours. Wow. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, honestly, uh, so Greg traveled for work uh, a lot pre-COVID at his, his, at his previous job. Um, and I think he had kind of mastered the, you know, travel to Europe. You just stay up after your overnight flight. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can kind of immediately settle back into Europe time. Um, and that's exactly the model that we used. So we got in. We went for a nice sightseeing run. Mm-hmm. Went out to a nice dinner. Yeah. Crashed pretty hard. hard. Yeah, <laughs> slept well. okay. yeah slept after, for 20 hours yeah, after and missed the race start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. We had one full day, thankfully. Otherwise, yeah. yes, we might have. Yeah, so we landed on Friday afternoon sometime. Spent Friday afternoon sort of running and getting, you know, um, checked into the hotel and all that kind of stuff. And then... Um, Saturday, we got an opportunity to do some sightseeing. We saw Valletta, the capital, mm-hmm. uh, which was pretty cool. Went and saw some Renaissance paintings and some mm-hmm. amazingly intricate marble floors in a church someplace. We walked on people's graves. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yep. Did that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we hopped on a bus and um, went out to the start and checked in Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they, so the resort was really cool. Um it seems like they have a kind of a bunch of these different resorts on the northern end of the island, sort of the race start and finish wear. Mm-hmm. And it would they, you know, it's a nice uh, kind of self-sufficient little area. They have different restaurants within the hotel. Super nice. They had a big breakfast for us, like a big continental breakfast that they opened up at like six o'clock in the morning on race morning. Uh, oh, so it, yeah, it's, it's a great race experience. Awesome. I noticed they did where they're doing a little bit of that in cons as well is the kind of they have a, a race specific, specific hotel. that's sort of the headquarters, if you will. And they they do the early breakfast and all the athletes are staying there. So it sounds like they're kind of parlaying that same idea here. And yeah. it's a great it's great to, to see other people. I mean, you definitely get that everybody's fitter and more attractive than I am uh, feeling yeah. before the, right before the race, which is fun. Um, but it's, it, it is really great to have that experience with everybody else. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I think Mel Barto put the best when she's like, does anybody here eat cookies? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the answer is no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't get that. Yogurt, or, like, <laughs> yeah, yogurt yeah. Berries. or maybe just those Danish cookies that are, you know, yeah, not a chocolate, time. not a Miss Fields. I don't think they know who Miss Fields is over there. Yeah. No. It's like, probably oh, not. Yeah. But those Danish butter cookies though, they probably know those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I grew up on those. Um, so, so, so yeah. So why don't, why don't you walk us through kind of like your race report? I mean, it could be any, you want to do leg by leg, that's fine. You want to give us like a bird's eye view, whatever you want, but we would love to hear just sort of how, uh, how the race transpired for you guys. 
Yeah, so uh, it started out not the best. And we had anticipated it would be a great start because they had originally had a run for the start. And they kind of, I, I was glad that they, they switched that because it was kind of like a little loop um, around uh, this, this parking lot, essentially. And then we we're supposed to get in the swim. So they ended up just having us get in the swim, which for us, we were like, great. You know, we're going to start off on a high note. We're going to get in, in the water and hopefully have a little bit of a lead. Um, but yeah. So it was, it was cool uh, that it started with a swim. This is the first swim run we've ever done. Yeah. Ever. Where we were like, I don't know. 50 feet from the water yeah and you just charge down in, into the water and, and get swimming that was pretty cool yeah it's like a triathlon start yeah like a beach start or something yeah nice. yeah exactly exactly um that was fun um but yeah bronwyn so so the start was was fine like logistically it was it was for us i um so we started the men started at seven or, or eight, eight, started eight and, and started then we started 15. 15 minutes later and so we go charging out into the water and we're we're swimming. We're doing pretty well. Um, we were we clear get of the people. Front. Yeah. yeah, we were clear of people. Uh, and then I sort of took us out around these rocks, and I felt like we were like starting to pull away from people, and it seemed to be going well. Turns out that uh, that it was totally unnecessary to go way out beyond these rocks. You were still you're yeah. still sightseeing. <laughs> right. That's right. I was like, oh, look at that. That's beautiful. Let's go that way. Um, <laughs> So yeah, so we ended up getting to the getting to the beach, and I I look back, you know, expecting to see a nice a nice gap, and and like they're right on top of us. <laughs> like, Dang, this this doesn't bode well. So, yeah, so we that was definitely, I think that might have even honestly been like the low point of the day, which is bad considering. Um, but it was, it was a little difficult early on um, when we had expected to have a little bit of clear water to see people immediately behind us and not that we expected to blow any other teams out we definitely didn't but like like we were saying i mean we don't we don't win races by running we win them in the water and so to not have formed a a gap like that in the water uh sort of shakes our confidence in in the game plan yes yeah yeah i could see that yeah so the the first section is sort of all south of um the the race hotel uh around a bay uh Ganea, I think it's pronounced. And it's, um, it's cool. It's like these steep, uh, mud cliffs. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole Island is very arid, like very few trees. Well, that was um, pretty green because they had had a bunch of rain. So it, we had a very special kind of scenery for us, I think. Yeah. So, so grassy, but, um, but yeah, it was, it was cool. So you sort of like loop around these bays and, and run up and down these steep hills. And some of the most striking pictures you'll see on the Flickr page for, uh, is, um, these, you know, barren, these barren mud cliffs, uh, and these big rocky outcroppings. Um, and so that was pretty, pretty cool. You know, after the first, um, swim, uh, Martin Flinta and Teresa Osterman, I think is Osteros. her last name, Osteros, they, they passed us. And it was kind of funny because we were running on the top of a cliff and we're coming up to the, to the descent. And he like all of a sudden sort of grabs the leash and pulls her in front of or the, the tether and pulls her in front of him and then they just go bombing down, bombing this hill. down the hill Ooh, like, so mm-hmm. fast. Um, and they're, and yeah, it was, it was super impressive. I mean, he was a very technically advanced runner and she clearly is too, because they just left us in the dust. Um, but then we sort of made our way through. So I guess it was like three swims, three runs Yep. back to the first energy station at the, at the golden um, Bay. What's that? At the golden Bay place. 
Right. Yeah. Right. Golden Sands Bay yep. or Golden Bay. Yeah. Yep. And then we crossed the island, um, which was the longest run of the day. Yeah. And that, um, that was going pretty well for us. I was actually secretly suffering, uh, which had me pretty concerned. But swim run is the only, there's a little bit of swim run magic. This probably happened for other people too, but I, you know, running marathons, doing anything other than swim run. If you end up in a hurt box at the beginning, Mm-hmm. I've never recovered from that in anything but swim run, mm-hmm. but, um, swim run, you can, yeah, I don't know what it is. There's a little bit of magic there. The water on the legs and getting off the legs. I think. It, I, I think you're exactly right. Like it has something to do with that. Just, uh, cycling through or doing something. I'm not exactly sure what it is, but you can, you can recover and you can, you can feel good after, uh, kind of ending up in a hurt box. But that was the longest run of the day, kind of running across the Island. And then by the time we got to the, the next swim, it's almost said it was a over four mile run, four and a half mile run. Yeah. Um, and we could see people behind us. Um, but that was a good sign for us. If we could just see people then, cause that's, that's kind of like the lowest percentage of, uh, swimming on the day mm-hmm. is at that point. So we figured if we could be ahead of people at that point, um, and, and kind of keep with it, that it was a good sign. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the, the distance map here and you're talking about, yeah, there is a couple swims that are 600 350 and 300 mm-hmm. so a lot of smaller kind of shorter swims but then yeah you do have some 1000k plus swims coming up um yeah where you can make yeah. moves and it it seemed like so for that you know now we're on the one two three like on the fourth swim we've transitioned from like the i guess it's sort of like the south side of the island to the north side mm-hmm. and the, the wind had clearly like well, I guess it was probably the direction that the wind was coming from. The swims got much choppier. Mm-hmm. So the, the currents, in, in, in none of the swims were the currents very challenging, but the wind was making the waves, uh, you know, pretty good swell and pretty, pretty choppy swell. water. Yeah. Um, so we had to begin pretty clear. I think I lost my paddle twice in the first three swims. Oh, wow. I had to like really pull it down um, uh, pretty tight on... Um, it wasn't even that choppy in the first couple of swims either. Yeah. But it's just like, it was enough that I caught my paddle and it pulled it off my finger. And so I had to, you know, put it back on while we were swimming. So after that, I had really like cranked them down mm-hmm. to the point where when we were running and I hooked my pinky into them, my pinkies were starting to go numb because I had it, oh, wow. had it wow. tight. <laughs> um, you don't really need pinky fingers though, so. No, no. no. The uh, least useful finger. You can grow one of those back, <laughs> yeah. I think. Unless no. you're like Dr. Evil. Then yeah, yeah. Pinky a lot. yeah, Dr. Oh, Evil would have a. A bad time with no pinky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At work, I frequently strike that pose. That would be a problem. <laughs> um, so, uh, so, so, yeah. So the water on the north side is getting choppier. And are you guys just like, all right, it's, uh, it's the Dirksen show time. time. Show time. Let's make <laughs> some moves. A little. Yeah. Uh, a little bit. It, I mean, yeah, the swimming is definitely our strong suit. Um, and so for those swims, we were getting into it. Yeah. Is there is there a certain technique or anything that you apply for when you do see that hey the wind has shifted and now I'm I'm going through a different type of water than before it's not glass like a lake or anything but there is some chop you mentioned you're catching your hands so are you trying to really focus on like a high elbow type exit or or what are you kind of working on to help you know um, uh, conquer it, or combat yeah, the high the chop you're right. It's, it's a, it's a different recovery, but it's, it's actually the opposite of, of high elbow. It's more of like a straight arm recovery to keep your hand paddle higher out of the water. 
Mm-hmm. Um, if you're like, if you're like bending your arm and, and, you know, pulling your, say if you're, if you're doing the drill where you do the fingertip drag, drag up through your armpit where your hand is staying low next to the water, mm-hmm. if you hit a swell, your hand's going to get caught in that water. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whereas if you're sort of like, um, have a, a straighter arm and it's more of like a windmill recovery, you keep the paddle higher above the water, you're less likely to get it caught in a wave that's uh. coming up. Um, so, so it's, a, it's it, almost like cartoonish. That's like how, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like how Bugs Bunny would swim. Exactly. <laughs> right. Just right. windmilling it. Yeah. Um, so John, yeah, John Stevens actually has a very, has a very like windmill recovery. And he, I, I think he said that in a previous episode, mm-hmm. it's like that straighter arm is a little bit better for the open, for the choppy water versus like, yeah, a lake when you can really have like a nice tight high elbow recovery. Yeah. Nothing. And then at the, at the back, like, um, I try and keep the, the tether a little bit more taut because uh, the waves will kind of just naturally go like ebb and flow. Um, so it, it just makes it difficult to kind of keep it in front of you. Mm-hmm. And you get your paddle caught and you do that fun thing where you, uh, you get your complete arm on the wrong side of the tether. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's my favorite. <laughs> you know, that, uh, that actually has a name. It's called the Chris Douglas. <laughs> I think I do that like that every swim. trademark. Every every swim leg, I do that at least once. It is honestly, it it just ner- I hate it. That is <laughs> that is my least favorite part of of any swim where you just <laughs> it's frustrating. Um, but yeah, so if you if you try and keep it a little more taut, I feel like that helps a little bit. Um, and I also have somewhat smaller paddles uh, than I could probably handle because I can if the the tether is kind of moving to one side or the other, mm-hmm. I can grab it with my thumb um, and, okay. and pull it to the middle. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so, so the, the water's getting choppy. You guys start making your moves at this point. You're in second place or you're already no, taking over first the place. Second swim we were in first and I don't think we relinquished the, that after it. Yeah. So yeah. right. Martin and Teresa passed us on, on one of the descents and then we had caught them again in the water. And mm-hmm. I think we, we had enough swims that we managed to get a little bit of a gap there and we, they were closing in on us on that that long run across the island. Mm-hmm. But then once we hit that water, we were able to open it up again and, and, um, and stay pretty much in the lead. Uh, well, yeah, in the lead until, until the finish there. Yeah. Gotcha. Nice. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, that, that's awesome. So, so, so second half of the course, you're essentially running with the lead. Are you looking over your shoulder? Or are you guys just in the zone? Yes. Just, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> All the time. Head on a swivel. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have never to be we've never done a race where we were not looking over our shoulder the entire time wondering where people were behind us. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Casco, Orcas, um, Lake James, every yeah. single race. It's always where are they? They're coming yep. for us. Yep. <laughs> Keep pressing. Keep pressing. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. So we so then like the second the second section, if it if the race was in four sections, the second section was the you know, 600 meters swim in that, um, I think it's like Zim, Zimea Bay or. I don't know how to pronounce an X. Like. It's, in got some, it's got two X's Maltese. in it. Yeah. yeah. Two X's and a J in there. Yep. Right. <laughs> and then um, kind of a, like a, a few um, like medium swims and runs scattered through there until you hit the, the thousand, thousand fifty meter. Yep. Yeah. Thousand fifty meter swim in front of the water. That was probably the most um, or second most interesting swim because there was the most stuff to look at. Yeah. Mm. Sort of like going along. Um, there are like apartment blocks on You're the shore. You're swimming parallel to the shore. Right. Gotcha. 
and then you can sort of see like some fish and and like rocks and stuff beneath you. So that was kind of an interesting swim. Yes. Yeah. I like that one. Um, and then a 1600 meter run. Yeah. And I felt like we were, that was where I was like, Oh, yep. I'm feeling better. Yeah, um, I think nice. that 1600 meter run, I was, yeah, getting back into it at that point and feeling pretty good. Were, were you doing yeah. anything to sort of get out of that, uh, that headspace or, or did you like take extra gels or spending a little bit more time at the energy stations or, or what was, what was your protocol no, to kind of get back to not it? Really? I think it was just, it was, I think I have no idea what it was. Um, I, I think like the promise of having some more swims up ahead of us. And making it through that long run, I think, kind of turns. I mean, obviously, it's always a little bit in your head. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So I think like getting through the the longest run of the day, um, and and then knowing that these big swims are ahead of us helped a lot. We did take a little bit of a longer pause at an aid station to guzzle some more water and, and take on a little bit more nutrition. Yeah. Maybe that had a, an effect, but yeah, it wasn't wasn't anything in particular. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And uh, I would, so the the aid stations were a little interesting at this race too. Um, not, not any, in any way, shape or form, uh, the race director's fault, but they were not allowed to have like the big, uh, things of precision hydration or, or anything like that. They could only serve individual bottles of water. Mm. Oh. So it was limited to one, I think 12 ounce bottle of water. It, it didn't even seem like it was a full size bottle of water. Yeah. So there's one at, at each aid station, you each were individually allowed one small bottle of water. Which was difficult. I mean, it was definitely difficult because you're you have to chug an entire bottle of yeah, water because you can't really take it with you. Right. And then, um, and it's only one too. Yeah, we we brought our flasks, and so a couple times we would fill the flasks from the bottle so that we could run with it. Mm-hmm. But it seemed like they may have positioned the aid stations near swim so that you couldn't run off with a bottle, which sort of makes sense from like a, a littering standpoint. Yeah, like if you're running running with a bottle you'd probably just well, hopefully you wouldn't but you'd be more inclined to throw it i think and you know i'm sure they don't want that yeah sure sure um are you guys also so again when you're coming out of this is this something that you're communicating or bronwyn are you just like i don't even want to tell him this because i don't want him to to kind of know what's going on right now or, or are you like hey i uh i need you to dial it back to a nine instead of a 10 type of thing no i didn't say anything actually sometimes i will um, but I think it's one of those things, like if you talk about it, it gives it, yeah, weight it or something yeah. Like that. <laughs> um, so I just didn't want to say anything. Cause again, there is that swim run magic where it can, it can just stop and it can, it can be fine. Um, so I was hoping for that turnaround. And I think, I think you were a little surprised after the race when I said that I was kind of hurting in those first few runs. Yeah. I, I didn't notice. I thought we were moving pretty well. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll ask, you know. So of course we have the tether, and so I can feel you know on the tether how how taut it is. But I'll I'll ask you know how you doing, how you feeling, and as long as I get you know a, a grunt or, or not <laughs> yeah. like some positive, not, very eloquent all time. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we've been married for eleven years. A grunt's all you need. That that's yeah. like a paragraph of communication. I think. Exactly. Yeah. If you can't tell everything you need to know for my grunt, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you waking up to get the kids? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll get them today, yeah. but you'll get them tomorrow. Sounds <laughs> great. Great, great talk. Great, great combo. Um, awesome. So, so yeah. So then you get to sort of, I guess, the last bit of the race. You've gone through these these long swims. Now everything's kind of short. Um, at that point, were you guys feeling? 
feeling like you had it in the bag or are you still looking over your shoulder until you cross the finish line? Uh, we looked over our shoulder until we hit the last swim. Um, cause there were also, you can't really tell this on the maps. And again, we do this every single time we do one of these races. We're like, it can't be that technical. Yeah, like, this right. section's fine. How it looks like there's a the road. Be? Come on. Yes. I mean, it's going to be easy. But it's, yeah. So, um, Matt and Michael, they're a little cruel. There's a perfectly good road right next to where you're running, and they're going to have you run on something that's not a trail in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Which afterwards you appreciate because it's it's hard and it's fun and it's it's good to do stuff that that's difficult. Uh, but in the moment, can I just please go on this road? Beautiful <laughs> road. Yeah. Yeah, you could pick the pace up. I'm looking on their Google Maps uh, little embedded thing here, and I think I see the trail that you're talking about. And then, but the map is actually drawn on the road because Google won't allow such silliness. Yeah, especially yeah. when it isn't really a trail. Yeah, it's just so like yeah. here's yeah. some dirt. Here's some dirt. Yeah, no, that's just Mott's pulling a, cool, a cruel trick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, those those like the the long the longest swim, thirteen hundred meters. That one was tough because it was choppy, very choppy. But it went well, and then we went through those shorter, faster runs, like you mentioned. But we were still not. Uh, yeah, like Brownman said, I mean, we didn't feel confident um, until the end because the, the the at the end there are two long runs, about three and a half miles each, separated two and a half miles each. Okay, yep. separated by just like a short swim um, in between through them. the Popeye Village. Through the that's right, the Popeye Village. Yeah, <laughs> um, and so we were worried that if we had not opened up enough of a lead, that some you know some of the really fast runners. Yep, they got uh, yeah, they got 10Ks to come through on you, probably. Right. Exactly. Right. And it's also, it's very technical in those spots. Right. I mean, the, I think the only thing I can use to kind of describe it is like running on coral, like loose coral. Yeah, the island is is weird. It's made out of um, limestone, and it's almost like it's melting. And so it's like these like pieces of sponge rock, like sticking up out of the ground. Um, oh. kind, yeah, kind of like coral that you have to run across. It was pretty wild. Yeah, and you can't catch a toe on that because you will end up in a field of sharp rock. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> then your partner has to pee on you. Is that what you do? No, that's a jellyfish. Jellyfish. Okay. Yeah. No, no peeing yeah. on anybody. Yeah. Okay. I take it back. I mean, if you, unless you want to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really in, into yeah. that, but I'm not judging. That's a that's a different podcast, Chipper. <laughs> that's our other podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. So 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 you finish, you win. What's the feel? I mean, I mean, I I sense the magnitude of it as you know, sort of chief co-chief swimmer and evangelist with Chipper here, where it's like, <laughs> hey, I feel like we're living in sort of the this is this is the golden era of swim run, right? Like, sport yeah. is growing; it's really grassrootsy still. At some point, you know, ten years down the road, is there's going to be more races, the whole thing, and everyone's going to look back at this period, and you guys are like the first American team to win. A, you know, an Atala race, like, were you even think it's, were you even thinking that or is it just me? <laughs> no, we don't. I, I mean, to be totally honest, yes, we definitely were. Uh, part of that is that we wanted to represent, I don't know if this sounds silly, but we wanted to represent uh U.S. from swim run. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. they talk about like, Oh, they have these races in the United States and, uh, you know, the, these, the, uh, the Boston Wet Sox do well at these races. And we didn't want it to be like, Oh, you got like, you know, 27th place in your division, uh, but you, you represent us swim run. Um, mm-hmm. and, and there's nothing wrong with that in any way, shape or form, but 
Um, we definitely wanted to represent US Swim Run well. Yeah, we had a really high hopes for Catalina as well. I mean, we sure. really yeah. wanted to, yeah. to win at Catalina. We were, we were a little disappointed with our performance. I mean, clearly, you know, Sabina and Alexis are are the, the legitimate. Yeah, right. they're world yeah. class. They're world class for sure. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, it's maybe not a surprise, but you know, we had we had hoped to have done this there. Um, Three minutes off. Yeah. So <laughs> I feel like it was a, a little uh, a little bit of. Um, a vindication is that the right word sure yeah um, sure, i guess to have, yeah. to have done that and, yeah and yeah like brownman said I, I we would have felt silly having having gone there and and um yeah like we weren't representing the united states well if we if we had not um sort of been able to compete with with the europeans yeah, that well, was there's that definitely was nice. well I, I mean i also think you know you guys have raced the world championship twice came in sixth place one year i mean it's not i mean i think you're you're I don't think you realize how well you're representing already. the U.S. swim run already. Um, and and I, you know, when when we when we heard that you guys won, I mean, I instantly texted Chipper, and we were just like, "Oh my god, this is so great!" So stoked. Um, yeah. So so huge. Congrats. This is amazing. We're so stoked for you guys. You guys are great ambassadors for the sport and for U.S. swim running, mm-hmm. which is you know becoming a thing. It's a thing. And uh, so there was two great photos of you guys that were taken as well uh, from the <laughs> so Utsala great. thing. Um, someone getting a, a eye full of champagne. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. We have not mastered our cham- champagne spraying technique quite yet. That's right. Oh, man. We I need don't to practice that part more. Except to put the goggles back on. Like yeah, that would be good. Uh, baseball. <laughs> that would have actually been a good idea, but I took my goggles off for the finish. Yeah. Adriel likes to... Drink the champagne from his shoe. Yeah, but, shoe yeah. Style. yeah. you weren't going to do a shoey. No, there's no mm-hmm. way we're going to do that. I'll do a shoey. <laughs> yeah, sure. If we want to race. Yeah, if we want to race, I'll do a shoey. I'll shoey. I'll do ten. It's the least probable thing to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm comfortable. Okay, but you have to promise to it right now. Yeah, okay. yeah. We'll Chris commit. is in. We'll, we'll pinky in. swear. We'll do a pinky promise. <laughs> The problem the is record. that the shoes drain so well, the beer might be out by the time. You got to keep it towards the heel, though. I think for sure. Oh, that's a good point. Swim running shoes wouldn't be good for a drink. Yeah, maybe that's what Adriel's doing. Yeah, yeah. that's right. He's not actually (laughs) drinking anything. It just drains right out. Well, at some point we'll ask him because we want to get him on the show. So, uh, yeah, we'll ask that question. We'll see what's up. So, I that concludes your your 2021 swim run season, I take it. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, what else is there? Yeah. There's nothing else. I'll tell you. If, Hell I don't is know frostbite. Looking, well, we else. can't go to Sweden now, so. Oh. Yeah. Um, I would love. Yes. And, we're we're planning a little um Christmas uh, swim run. I don't know if it, it oh. is a good idea in any way, shape, or form, but. Well, well, maybe we're so we're gonna go to Maryland uh, to to be with family for Christmas, and maybe we'll try and do a little of our own swim run practice in the in the Chesapeake Bay. Cool. We'll see I like that. So you also disqualified you for the 2022 Otala the Swim Run World Championship. Right. I did. But there's yeah. there's another little factoid. So current in the Swim Run World Rankings, <gasps> the Boston Red Sox are second in the world. Well, well, I'm I'm pretty sure. I mean, thank thank you, but I'm pretty sure that there are some teams that don't have their full points on that on that board. I don't care at the time of recording. <laughs> <laughs> the time of I recording. That's what it says. <laughs> this is a slice in time, and we also I can't get this trophy redone. So <laughs> you're gonna have to accept yeah, this, it as this it is. karate yeah. trophy. Uh, I got it engraved already. There's no redos. 
There's no redos. Um, are you guys playing? I know this year the World Championship conflicted with, you know, a very important person's kindergarten, starting kindergarten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, are you guys thinking about going next year? Yeah, definitely. Um, while we felt guilty about missing her first day of kindergarten, we feel less guilty about missing her first day of first grade. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> she's, done, she's done school once already. I mean, what's the difference at this point? That's true. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's still definitely a lot of guilt. And honestly, part of going to Malta was to kind of test out, can we race on a very short travel yeah. timeline? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it turned out pretty well. Um, and we, not that it'll turn out that well every time. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely possible. Okay. So yeah. force... So the pro tip of force yourself to the day, to the current time zone at which you're staying, and then yeah. just yep. go to sleep like normal. Yeah. Exactly. You pay you for it coming it's back. But yeah. Yep. It's painful. Yeah. But you'll make it through. Were you guys yeah. just totally dismantled after the race? I would I imagine you would have to be so <laughs> exhausted. Actually, not really. Yeah, we did a we did okay. We did okay. But I feel like we've been paying we've definitely been paying it for it this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This week, like seven o'clock rolls around, and it, it feels like we just fell asleep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think we're definitely a little short on on sleep for sure. But yeah, it was. I mean, it was just very uh, discombobulating. Yeah. I think. Um, then we came back to like the time change, and oh yeah, it was all cool. weird. Yeah. So yeah, I think. I, I mean, we're definitely. I guess we've got three races that I think are n- nearly certain. Catalina is a definite. Yep. Or, uh, mm-hmm. Sorry, uh, Casco Bay every year is mm-hmm. a definite. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, the World Championships um, is, you know, 90, 95%, um, depending on what happens with, you know, school schedules and sure. COVID. Yeah. COVID. COVID. Yeah, Sweden yeah. has to open its borders again to Americans and stuff. They got a while to figure that yeah, out. Yeah. 10 months. Yeah. yeah no problem. No so we were saying in March last exactly. year. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Fine. Orcas is going to be great in 2020. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so we don't want to we don't want to keep you, you know, sort of late on the East Coast. But, you know, I said at the beginning, I'll say it again. I'll speak for Chipper, which I mm-hmm. do often. Thank you guys so much for always being helpful to us, being available to us and, you know, helping us spread the gospel of Swim Run and so stoked for you guys and and we couldn't think of a you know if anyone has to win the first Utsala race from america i'm just so happy it's you guys true well thank you guys very much um you know we love listening to your podcast and um yeah you're definitely spreading the good word yeah it's the first thing i listen to every thursday morning <laughs> wow yeah now you're, you're gonna have to talk to my that. wife because uh you know she's, she's not <laughs> gonna put that on her shirt she's not listening yeah. <laughs> well, you know, she, you know, she's getting like the personal, uh, the personal race report and all that stuff. But as my yeah, wife says, I, I live the low tide. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's probably better than hearing it recorded. I Fair guess. Fair enough. We're we're pretty lucky that we we're both into it because I feel like I'm I could talk about swim run all day every day, and so I'm I'm lucky to have Bronwyn also be interested in it and yeah. willing to talk about it. That's that's nice. Our daughter is entirely unimpressed by us. So. Oh yeah, no. that's how it works. <laughs> yeah. Your kids are never impressed. Like you, you know, even if you're like a movie star, your kids they're just they don't even care. Well, we got so we I don't know why we we're talking about this, but I told her recently that we got like second at the Isles of Silly. She's like, "Well, why didn't you win?" <laughs> 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 Sorry, we were super happy with that. Yeah, low key motivation. Nothing keeps you humble like kids. 
That's oh that's yeah, one hundred percent. That's the truth. One hundred percent. Hey guys, congratulations to you too on your race. That was that was an awesome performance at Austin. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, it was super fun. Yeah, we were happy, really happy with how it how it turned out, and we're looking forward to next year. Yeah, Keep we definitely felt like we were punching above our weight class there a little bit, but hey, you know, it's fun. Like, what do no, you? Yeah, you that do is your weight class. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you guys have definitely been um, getting, like, consistently getting faster. I mean, the trajectory is good. Yeah, yeah. Let's see what you guys do next year. Yeah, we're we're excited. We're gonna we're gonna put in for the world champs as well. So fingers crossed on that one. But um, you know, seeing if we get into that will kind of dictate what the latter part of the swim run season is. But we hope to see you out there as much as possible. Yeah, definitely see you in Catalina um casco casco for sure and then yeah maybe in sweden that'd be cool that'd be great word be awesome well and everything will be right in the world the jerksons will be waiting for us at the finish line all changed (laughs) greg's hair will be perfectly quaffed and uh pomade in (laughs) you carry that with you actually (laughs) it's right next to his whistle yeah keeps it with his whistle Instead of the compass, <laughs> yeah. sub the sub the pomade for the compass. <laughs> I like it. Nice. Yeah. Yep. He had kind of a mullet at Orcas, though. Oh. Yeah. Hey, it's all the rage now. Bullets are making yeah. a comeback. Don't do it, Chipper. Okay. Yeah. I could get a don't. really righteous one right now. <laughs> yeah. Super righteous. Be like uh, Joe Dirt. I could do a Joe Dirt style. That yeah. I think, I, I think we should end this podcast <laughs> right now. <laughs> the wheels have fallen off. Well, Greg and Bronwyn, thank you so much again, and we'll see you in Catalina, no doubt. Sounds wonderful. Thanks, guys. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to the Low Tide Boys, a swim run podcast. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and leave a review on iTunes if you're so inclined. You can also sign up for our newsletter at lowtideboys.com. That's boys with a Z. And check out our meme page at the Low Tide Boys on Instagram. If you have any questions or suggestions for the show, drop us an email at lowtideboys at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Writing Easy Records for our show music and, of course, our wives for their support and tolerance of our swim run activities, hobbies, and other bullshit we do. <laughs> Finally, you can support our efforts on Patreon. Until next time, get out there and go for a swim. And then a run. And then another swim. Then another run. And then another swim. And then run to the finish line. And just keep going until you're done. Yes. Or until run you to cross the, or, the finish line. Or run to the car. Or run to your car. Somewhere. Just keep running. Peace. Peace. Only happiness.